0: Welcome to The Material Podcast. This is episode number 134, recorded on what is today? Today is the middle of January. I am back from CES. I don't actually know what the day is, because after CES, uh, all accounts (laughs) of my life have completely been thrown out the window. But as far as I know, I am one of your co-hosts, Florence Ion.
1: And I am another one of your co-hosts, Russell Ivanovich. It's so good to have you back, Flo.
0: Oh, it's so good to be back.
1: <laughs> and and I, I am the end of the trip of
2: the and I am Andy Anatko, And I, I do not have a head full of bees or like sinuses full of eight different kinds of exotic germs. I am so impressed that you are here.
0: Uh, I am too. I mean, I will not say that I am mentally prepared to do, to do this podcast <laughs> or that I will not twist up my tongue as I as I have been doing all week since I got back because, you know. You have to do all that talking and all that helloing and all that this is my business carding and all that this is what I covering and all that here's <laughs> what I used to doing and oh my God, it is so much work. And this year was the longest time I've spent at CES in my seven years of attending. I was there for eight full days. Wow. <laughs> so is, I mean that's technically nice. that's
2: medically contraindicated.
0: So technically seven full days, because one of the days I was with I had a nice like lunch with my in-laws who live there. And so it was kind of nice and to get off the strip and, you know, uh, have the Red Rocks behind me. But yeah, seven full days, very intense, but well, there was a lot. there is a lot. (laughs) Give give us some highlights
1: because I I have a few tech um, journalist friends of course you're among them who go to CES every year and yeah it's grueling and yeah it's like insanely hard work but it sounds like there's always some cool things or some really quirky things that you run into and you're like wow the only place I could have ever seen this is CES. Did did you see anything like that?
0: I don't think that we had quirky this year as much as let's just get a look at everything that every company has been working up to, which is essentially moving into your house, and how are they going to do that, (laughs) they're going to do that as an assistant embedded into some sort of household appliance or household accoutrement, like, you know, whether it's a beautiful, connected, smart mirror, which, by the way, um, as a person who loves to play with eyeshadow, I want one of these. (laughs) Because I don't like the fact that it has Alexa built in. So this is the Verdera, I believe it was called, smart mirror from Kohler. <laughs> and um, Russell, I don't know if you have Kohler down under, but they're a giant, like they're the big faucet brand in the United States, like American-made. You know, longstanding tradition of American-made tubs Wait, and is this stuff.
1: Kohler.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. Oh, I found the so Australian they're, website. They're trying to they're, pass themselves off as Australian. What is going on here
0: oh
2: <laughs> they're they're an american they're a quintessentially american success story in which they have taken the basic concept of a pipe out uh, that you screw into another pipe allowing water to shoot out of the pipe that you just sold somebody for far more than the first pipe cost and turned it into a whole business i i, I admire
0: yes. that and now that business has a <laughs> built in oh, so of course. Course. The Verdera smart mirror—it's this beautiful makeup mirror. It has these one these lights which are right in front of you, which is you know like the studio lighting when you're doing studio makeup. And then underneath it is a speaker embedded in there with all the capabilities. So theoretically, you could use it to control your smart home around you, play music while you're doing your bathroom stuff, you know that sort of thing. But then there were also connected faucets um, yep. as well, or rather, not connected. Um, I believe the faucets are just motion activated or something to that extent. Um, but there were also connected bathtubs, so bath faucets. So you could start the bath water to run at a certain temperature and have it sort of prepared for you when you, you know, get home from a busy day at work, a long commute, whatever. Um, as well as toilet seat covers. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, toilet wait, wait. Seats.
1: <laughs> Connected toilet seat covers.
0: Yeah, or toilet seats. Do
1: you talk to them? Do so, you talk to the toilet? Please tell me you talk to the you toilet. You can
0: warm it up from when you're downstairs. You know, you need to go upstairs and like use the potty and you want to warm it up so your tushy feels nice. And you know what? This that is takes a good the, idea. The
1: whole assistant thing. You know, the personal relationship with the assistant that we were talking about like a few episodes ago, this is next level stuff. Like you're asking your assistant to run a bath. Okay, it's, <laughs> it's a little bit intimate, but whatever. Like you've got some candles, you want it to Fabio, run a
0: Fabio, ba- run me a bath.
1: Sh- run me a bath. <laughs> and then you're asking it to warm up your toilet. I mean, what does the command for that even sound like?
0: Fabio, warm up my I'm, toilet. <laughs> yes.
2: I, de- I, de- I desire to, to be welcomed warmly in the next eight minutes. Yeah, see, you, you, the the Australian doesn't get to complain
1: about this. I am from New England. It has yeah, been like eighteen degrees. Say, yeah, all
0: for like two. I weeks confess. In
1: a row. I confess. It's one hundred and six degrees Fahrenheit here today. Forty-one degrees Celsius for the rest oh of our my listeners. Oh
0: gosh. So hmm. we
1: we're not thinking yeah. about toi- more like heated toilet seats at the moment. Maybe cooled ones. Can you cool it? Is that a thing?
0: Um, I don't know. I didn't look, but you can do that in some <laughs> models of the Lexus or <laughs> Lexus models, whatever. Um. So, yeah, there were connected bathroom things. There were also LG had a refrigerator with Alexa in it, which I thought was actually pretty cool. And um, LG also put Google Assistant in their TVs, their OLED TVs, which yeah. I used it the whole demo. They put me – they let me have a quiet room, which is, you know, just a nice a nice press uh, capabilities there to <laughs> empty You're out like, room. like, I'm just <laughs> testing your TV,
1: shut the door, and fall asleep. You're like, thanks, LG. Like- yes
0: this room is mine now. Um, So it was mine to use. I took the remote to the television and it's kind of like the Comcast remotes do this um, where you can speak, their voice activated so you can speak what you want to watch. You can, you know, ask it to find you a genre of movie or whatever and it'll do that for you. So the LG TVs do the same through WebOS but also with Assistant you can conjure up like your Google Photos if you want to do a slideshow for the fam um, or like YouTube, you know, if you have like kids over although maybe you don't want to show the kids YouTube anymore considering the <laughs> past couple of weeks. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool, pretty useful you know integration of Google Assistant you know it was but it was like that across the entire show floor. And as you guys may have, may have heard, there were the goal stands all around, which were these giant <laughs> gumball Sound machines. Good. Great. <laughs> oh my gosh. Flo just I have to front. remember, I have to remember to mute them behind me when we do the podcast <laughs> cuz they're always interrupting. Yeah,
2: that's what I that's, that's what I have to remember to do too also.
0: I didn't even realize that, that what I was saying. I just was thinking of the monorail emblazoned in this Hey G ad, <laughs> Um, you know, going across the Las Vegas strip. It was quite a sight to behold. And then of course, those giant gumball machines that they had, which um, which they were actually giving out free prizes to people who were willing to stand in line so they could get, like, Nest Cams or other, you know, Google Home Minis or whatever. So it was really good. I thought it was great outreach to do at CES. Mm. That, was, that was smart. And... I think it also speaks to the way Google's approaching this whole assistant thing because like I don't see Apple at CES going, "Hey people, use Siri. Look, Siri is your friend." Instead, I see Google going, "Hey everyone, use us, use our assistant, you already use our search engine. Come on, why not join us here too? Remember <laughs> your friendly search engine and it's it's totally working. Like it uh, at yeah, least it's working on it's- me." <laughs>
2: That's it's 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 such a it's such a powerful message they could send. They could say, look, you're already screwed, okay? We already got you. You (laughs) may as well you you may as well get the benefits of us having got you rather than saying indignantly saying, I refuse to use Google search, I refuse to use Google Maps. Like you're you're just basically just like giving us money and not letting us send you a sweatshirt or like a hot pot or anything like that in return.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I was just thinking, too, while I was on the show floor, so just to let everyone out there know, there are multiple show floors at CES now. It <laughs> used to be that it was just the Las Vegas Convention Center, but now there's also the Sands Expo Convention Center, as well as several other hotels, which have their own conference centers, because Vegas is just built for business conferences. It is built around this and this reason only, which is great. Um Because then it it makes it palatable for those of us who have to go there on business for such a long time. (laughs) At least the food is great in Vegas. Um, But yeah, as I was sort of going around, I realized that, first of all, we're all going to have to choose our assistant. This is where officially arrived there. Choose your assistant. Is it Amazon? Is it Google? And second of all, I realized the reason that I am more gravitating towards Google is because of how much personal I feel it is. And I know we've talked about that on this podcast before, but I, it just keep, I keep going back to that and I realize it's because there's all this marketing around it and that's how it's centered around me. So that's how it's kind of, that's how it's existing in my subconscious (laughs) just to get really existential. Right there. <laughs> I, I was. I was really
2: thinking about that just this afternoon because um, I mean, we been ta- uh, Russell and I was talking about this last week about how, uh, but mo- now, now that I am moving, I really did have to. Cho- I literally had felt like I had to choose now between uh, Amazon or yeah. Google for for an assistant because part part of it was that this house that I've just been like adding junk and infrastructure to randomly for the past <laughs> ten years. Now it's like the the reason why I had both of them in my house previously was because first one year i got <laughs> i got the i got the amazon echo and then google shipped the home and so i put the home now it's like choosing one and th- just this afternoon i was i was really thinking about how one of the things that really made the choice for me is that i like the google assistant's voice so much more than uh, than the than the amazon echo's voice and then uh, at occasionally on my mac or on my my uh, my ipad i will fire up siri and siri just looks like oh this is this is like this is like one of those cute things that a movie does where they realize that if they make it sound like the google assistant that everybody's familiar with the the audience will not know this is a synthetic voice we have to make the voice a little bit wrong so that the audience can tell that this Even is a, a personal a real woman assistant.
0: came in and recorded these <laughs> yes. words to be used and by the way we met her
2: Yes. <laughs> oh no! That I, I had so much fun. This, I, I so, <laughs> so. Kurzweil had like the standard like uh, text to speech uh, uh, chip that was in it, almost everything, and I got like really good at like uh, at like uh, uh, simulating that voice. And so when my <laughs> when my when my nasty little friends and I would like make fr- crank phone calls, like I would pretend to be in like in the late '80s, early '90s, an incredibly sophisticated like automated system. It's like, hello, this is an automated system by the power company. But when I I stop talking, please tell me how many bathtubs do you have in your house? (laughs) You said you have three bathtubs. (laughs) Or two of the bath. (laughs) But now you could do that just by talking normally. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Hi, I'm a very sophisticated voice-activated system. Yeah, I mean, we're there, and like this is this is one of those things. That I remember the same thing as you, Andy, when te- uh, Texas speech is that the right? Yeah, Texas speech. It, when it, it was first very synthetic and very whatever, and, and now we're at the point where it's it's almost indistinguishable. Like we covered that a few shows ago. We're we're pretty much there, and it's it's only gonna it's only gonna get better. But I, I did want to can I can I bring up a personal beef on this podcast? Is that all right? Of course. Am I allowed to? Am I allowed to-
0: this is your platform as well Woo-hoo! as anybody else's. I
1: have a platform. So <laughs> if any of you out there are like, oh man, you guys always say such positive things about Google and it's good. I mean, it is a Google podcast, but if you want some negativity, (laughs) I have have two. to to
2: be fair, apart from us saying, always saying that they're evil, evil, (laughs) evil, and we may as well just bow down before them because we've been, okay.
1: True, true. So I have, I have two, I'm going to just give you two different bugs that I've had with my Google devices lately and I, I want I want to let you to let me know if these should be really obvious things that Google should have fixed like ages ago so number one is with without just hold up two fingers number one is with my favorite assistant that we've been talking about the Google Home uh, I see Flo has one there in the background I have one in my land room too so several. A, about two months ago I, I did a thing I'm like I wonder if it supports reoccurring alarms because I want my kids to have a like a time that they need to, to stop doing what they're doing and just go get ready for school, like drop everything you're doing, don't care what it is, go and, go and pack your stuff, go and get dressed. And so I'm like, all right, I'm going to ask the Google Assistant. I'm going to say, hey, set an alarm for this particular time every Monday to Friday and it's like, yep, I know how to do that. I'm like, wow, I didn't, didn't expect that. That was, that was a pleasant surprise, good. So now my kids are on school holidays, right? And I'm like, simplest thing in the world, I'm just going to cancel this alarm. So I'm like, trigger word, uh, ca- cancel all my alarms. And it's like, yep, no worries, all alarm cancelled. I'm like, that was easy as well, excellent. The next morning that alarm goes off again I'm like, did I say something wrong? Did I? I'm like, okay, delete all my alarms. Forget that. And it's like, yep, got it, gone. I'm like, sweet, excellent. I wake up the next morning, it's gone off again at exactly the same time. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to the app because the app it's is the, to
0: really annoy me. the source
1: of all truth. <laughs> and the app has a little thing, alarms and timers, there's a little cross next to it. I can see my alarm. It's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'm like, okay, I just delete the alarm. Press the X, the alarm is gone. Excellent. You never guess what happens the next day. The alarm. <sighs> Comes right back, and I I, I posted this on Twitter. I, I looked around; it's on a whole bunch of Google product forums. People complaining about the same thing. Before people email us and tweeted us, I know that I can reset by Google Home, which we've talked about in the previous episode. It's quite harrowing if you've ever tried it, but I know that would fix my problem. But I refuse to. I refuse to because this is one of the basic functions of this thing. And if you can't cancel a recurring alarm, if all that happens is it cancels it for one day that's just not good enough. And I I refuse to reset my device. I'm not going to touch it until someone addresses this problem because it's ridiculous. (laughs) I I don't
2: think you're wrong. Sometimes it really does amount to a battle of wills. Yes. Between this machinery that can only do the same thing over and over again until something very drastic happens differently. It's like, no, I am going to give you the same command over and over again until you do find that printer and print this damn document. Because you did find that printer just an hour ago, and there's no reason for you to claim that you can't see it on the network right now.
0: And they want to put this in our bathrooms.
1: Yeah, they're like, put this in your bathroom. Put this. So, and, and the other thing is, I feel like there's this. Andy was talking about prank calls. There's a prank to be had. There, go go over to a friend's house who has a Google Home, set a recurring alarm for a really convenient time, inconvenient time, and then just walk away. Because apart from them resetting their Google Home, there's no way to get rid of this. So this is a fixable bug. I could reset it. I know that fixes it. I don't want to or refuse to. I'm going to wait till someone at Google fixes this. I have a a second bug which is even weirder, right? I have the Google Wi-Fi system. Uh, Andy recommended them on a show many, many shows ago and based on his recommendation, I'm like, I'm going to get some. And they've been really good. Excellent. I have three of them in my new house because it's now big enough to actually have three. And I found something interesting the other day. I'm, I'm like one of these, you know, switched on parents. I'm like... This always comes back to my kids for some reason. I'm going to pause their devices every night at a particular time and I'm going to unpause them and I'm like, I'm a genius parent. I know all about IT. This is great. (laughs) And then I discovered something interesting. I picked up one of their iPads after the pause time and it still had access to the internet. I'm like, this is strange. It's paused and it's not paused. And then again, I dig into this problem and lo and behold, I find out this was also reported months ago that let's say you have three Google Wi-Fi devices, you have the main one plugged into your router and you have the other two satellite ones. If your devices happen to connect to one of the other satellite ones, the pause feature does not work. And this is not intentional. This is a bug of some kind where it doesn't sync it between its different satellites or whatever. But I'm like,
0: doesn't that defeat this is a the purpose core of having feature notes?
1: Of the Google Wi-Fi product. This is a it's a mesh network. That's what it's designed for. And yet there's this super obvious bug. And right down to the point where I'm like, my air conditioner has a Wi-Fi connection and it whines, it whines to no end if you don't connect it to Wi-Fi. So I'm like, fine, I'll connect you to Wi-Fi and I'll pause you. And that will t- teach you. And it turns out my air conditioner has a- had access to the internet this entire time that I've set this up. And I'm just like, really, oh, Google?
0: A nightmare. Really?
1: <laughs> really? So if anyone at Google is listening and you have some people that you can poke, I- I'm going to continue complaining about this until these two things are fixed because it's a little bit ridiculous at this point.
0: I mean, I am being plagued by the current Chromecast, Google Home, Wi-Fi network debacle that's Ooh, going on. But apparently apparently there's a fix coming tomorrow. Tomorrow being January eighteenth, twenty
2: eighteen. Yeah, I I I have to admit that I didn't. I, I did take both the Google Wi-Fi and the and another mesh network with me here, and I set up the other one, so I'm not using Google Wi-Fi right now. So. Okay, I apologize. I, I I recommended something that I'm no longer using, but it's only because that happened to be the box that I unpacked first. If I had happened to un- unpack the box that had the Google Wi-Fi stuff, it would certainly be a Google Wi-Fi setup.
1: I, I want to be it, I want to be clear, like I have no complaints about the Google Wi-Fi outside of this, and I I never would have discovered this bug unless I actually tested it, but I feel like if you're selling your product and this is one of the things major selling points you're recommending, you probably want to test it a little bit, make sure it works. Because the second you discover it doesn't work, you kind of lose faith in the whole system. You're like, well, what else in here doesn't work? This is this is kind of obvious.
0: Makes yeah. me wonder how long this has been around too, if you're just discovering it now. Because Google Wi Fi has been around for a while. Yeah. And the stability has been around for a while.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's Sigh. <laughs> but I gotta ask, are you using like the Family Link app? No, the, that's from, not from available from in Australia. That I don't believe we're okay. worthy of the the Dang family link. Well, this is a, this is there there are a whole list of, of apps. It's like it seems like every week I discover I, I've been I've been sort of deliberately going to the Play Store and doing searches for apps created by Google because I've only found out about the Family Link app. Uh, just by doing exactly that say, so what's this is made by google okay let's download it and see what it does uh, and it's a really cool app everything that uh, the that apples investors were complaining or excuse me were suggesting that apple do to make sure that kids don't spend too much time unregulated on their iPhones you download the free family link app and you can do things like say you this this phone once you link your children's phones to your phone you can basically you can remote kill their phones Basically, say, guess what? Guess what? You're supposed to be doing homework right now. You don't have access to the internet on your phone, or you can, you, you you can use the dictionary app and That's amazing. <laughs> and you can and you can use the Wikipedia app for only eight minutes. So you can meter things. You can control turn off access to individual apps. You can observe what they're doing with this stuff. But can you turn uh, off cellular
0: data? Because if they still have cellular data, it completely
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, that's why I always that's, wondered that's,
0: about those. that Comcast commercial. They're like, you can turn off the internet for the family, Like, but they're not going to put away their phones. Or, they still have data, cellular data.
2: Or better yet, we'll turn it off for you at random intervals that we will never explain or credit your account for. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> actually, yeah. I have a live update. I think this might now be available in Australia. I literally just searched for Family Link then, what? Andy. And hmm. I can see the app now, so it a- actually exists. <laughs> wow. I'll take that back. Sorry, Google.
2: There you go. See, see that we, this, this we have, we have, we have influence, we have power. We've just been speaking about this, and we just will just it the Literally when three it seconds later, our, someone
1: flicks a switch, and boom! It's our
2: up. little butterfly wings flapped and caused ten million years in the future. Oh, Google wait a minute! Wait a minute! I've
1: tried that. to sign in with my account, and it doesn't want to sign me in. It's just a blank screen right. and account with an error. So maybe it's half. We know of that where you strong. live. How, 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 how strong is, far is as they power? got with the app? Let me try and kill this. <laughs> Maybe our power is only at 50%. We need to charge it or something.
0: (laughs) Well, I was going to make some, I was going to make, I had a great segue if we were going to leave it at will, but I'm going to go with it anyway. Uh, Yeah. Speaking of willing, willing things into the universe, one thing I could not will was for a really good museum portrait selfie. Um, Didn't happen (laughs) to me. I'm going to go ahead and paste a little Dropbox link there for you. So that you guys can see, and uh, we I'm will post this in the show notes, the link. so you can see. I am apparently <laughs> so, so, so the king of Sweden, not
1: just any king, Frederick I.
0: I know, which makes me think, you know, maybe I should try and like go back to Sweden. Any Swedish people listening, please don't give me away. Um, see if I can claim my rights to the throne. You know, I feel like this is this is the way that I make it in the world is if I go back and claim Sweden.
1: Flo, I have an in for you here. I'm not even kidding. I've met the current king of Sweden, Carl Gustav. Well, oh, you have. I don't have his personal contact details or anything, but let's pretend that I do because I've actually shook hands with the guy. Like, we, we might have an in here. We can take over the country of Sweden. With with the fact I mean, that you look just like Frederick, you can be like, I have way more claim to this so throne than the current king like him. does.
0: I just have to dye my hair a stark white to look like a wig, but I think I could do that naturally.
1: I mean, fifty percent match is a fifty percent match.
2: Go with it. I can, I, I, can say that this is more of this is not a this is not a dig against you. I think this is more of a compliment to Frederick the First, the King of Sweden, from seventeen twenty onward. That he
0: had a he had a very beautiful, he had a very beautiful face. <laughs> she, she had, okay. she
2: had beautiful, soft, delicate, but strong features. The sort of face that can command an army as well. The exactly. The sort of face you trust. If, if, that, if that face were on a piece of currency or a coin, you'd say, you know what? I know that if I spend this, that this is going to be backed by a stable government.
0: Wow. Oh. I love that spin. Um, so <laughs> did, speaking of spinning, again, I try I've to segue. I've been myself
2: for several decades more than you have, so <laughs> I'm good at it by now. Um, I look so- good in this hat. <laughs> it's not because I can't do anything with my
1: hair. It's a style choice. <laughs> I'm not going bald. I could spike my hair at the front and no one will notice the fact that it's bald at the back. Totally works. Sorry. I didn't mean to take so, a soap. So did fight. you
0: did you guys try the Google culture app?
1: <laughs> yes, we we ran through who this you last look week. Like. And Andy had some um, great matches actually.
0: Well, apparently it doesn't work in Texas or Illinois, so this is this is interesting. Um because of laws protecting consumers from apps that collect biometric data for unclear purposes, which I mean Google says something like, hey, come try out something really fun. If you've been on this earth long enough, you know that it probably (laughs) is to help a machine learn something. And it's kind of a social contract that we've all come to know. And and I sign it with my data. Um, I have been since, what, 2001? So (laughs) – you know, I mean, you
1: remember Microsoft had that thing where it was like, send us your photo and we'll tell you how old our computer thinks it is. I don't think people oh, thought yeah. twice before submitting <laughs> the photo. They're like, I want to know how old this thing thinks I am. Boom, sent.
0: It's true. It's true. So what have we learned here today, folks, is that the easiest way to get anybody to do anything <laughs> is just to show them that it's cool. Like, they'll just do it. If it's cool, they'll do it.
2: Well, that's that's nothing new. I mean, there there are there are like well, those walk around magicians, like at bars and restaurants and at fairs. That if you if your trick starts with, does anybody have a one dollar, five dollar, or ten dollar bill? <laughs> but then and then they don't get the money back. But you've done an amazing trick that involves turning that bill into a bird that flies away. They're gonna feel as though you know what that was worth. My never seeing yeah, five dollars again. That's 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 a lot of Google's business plan. That it's okay that I'm um, that. Uh, searching tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of portraits and galleries all around the world to find a portrait that you can credibly say, you know what? That actually does. That's cool. That does. Look, <laughs> oh, I'm I'm a, I'm a, Bel- I'm a Belgian fishmonger who's being beaten by an angry prince, but Hey, oh look, God. that's, that could be me <laughs> in that Flemish painting that we are willing Art to do that. It used to be
0: so real. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the violent depictions um, by the way, just just one more thing on Las Vegas slash CES. I did yes. manage to take myself out to a very delicious meal, and I found out they actually have uh they have like a juggler or a jester, I guess, a jester and a juggler and performers <laughs> in um the Venetian <laughs> Plaza. I believe it's the Venetian Plaza where you can go like ride the little boats. So if anybody's looking for something kitschy and Satisfying. <laughs> There's my suggestion to you. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, we did we we did get a couple of uh, about actually before we talk about corrections and addendums to stuff we ah, talked yes. about last week. I before before we leave this topic of like the the we I found the Google Arts and Culture app again because I was doing that. What what else has Google posted? But I haven't either uh-huh. either I missed it when it was first released. So I downloaded this app that I really really like. It's the Google Files Go. F-, F files and then the word go which is a really slick and well-made material design app that just does nothing but helps you to reclaim space on your phone this isn't a new category but it does it in such a really really cool way uh, like uh, it just it just gives you it. it does a very quick analysis and then it just basically gives you a list of like google now style cards of different things that it sees on your phone that maybe you could get rid of Like here are, here's just one, here's one card that just simply has, here are very, very large files and here are downloaded files. Here are temporary app files. I can free up 1.02 gigabytes. Here are unused apps. It's found 28, 29, 30 apps that apparently I almost never use. I could free up 4.72 Um, And it also will do stuff like it will even put like a notification when it suddenly sees that files go has has told me that this one app is suddenly using like 7.52 of media files. I would maybe I would want to get rid of that notification. I'm not sure if I need to be woken up at 2am to be informed that my, I only have 52 gigabytes of free space on my 128 gigabyte pixel phone Mm -hmm. instead of uh, five gigabytes less than that. But I love the way it works. It's just, it's not, it's not a, it doesn't command you to do anything. It just gives you like a better set of notifications about here's a picture of your data. I really wish I'd had this uh, like a year ago when I was still using my, uh, my Nexus 5X with the, I think it was like just 32 gigs, which I, I was just feeling the pain on a hourly basis. Um, Anybody who has a cheap, who has a less expensive phone with like 64 or 32 gigs, this is going to save your life. And it's another free app that I had never heard of until I went looking for Google apps.
0: Now I'm just furiously looking through to see what's been backed up. Sorry, Russell. <laughs> <Exactly>. Go ahead. <laughs> no,
1: no, no. You're right. This is this is. I love this this trip that you've kind of taken over the past few episodes, Andy. Of just these Google apps that some of them I've heard of. This this particular one I hadn't. But Google makes so many different apps, and this this one's really curious. Like it's it's kind of single purpose. It's, it looks pretty well designed. Like it's. It's quite interesting. We did. Speaking of Googlers, we, we did have um, one of the, a Googler reach out to us on Twitter and actually correct us on our bike story. So I believe I said something to the effect of, um, as far as I knew, like if you're a Googler and you, you wanted to keep a bike, you take the seat off, and you take it with you. Apparently, that's extremely bad form. That's very ungoogly. I've been told, you do not take the seat of the bike. That's that's considered like terrible. The other thing is, uh, this is another um, thing I didn't know about, if you take the bike seat and put it into the basket, apparently that signals to the bike collection team that there's something wrong with the bike. So maybe the the chain snapped or the brakes don't work or something's gone wrong with it. Apparently that's the way you kind of signal to them that they need to look at it. So next time they kind of do their swing around with the the trailer, they'll take that bike and they'll actually take it in for repair. So I thought that that was kind of cool. I didn't know about that.
0: Now I want to know where the Googlers get their bikes fixed. Because I feel like that must be a really great bike shop, I'm just saying. I mean, if they can handle rainbow bikes in mass, they must be able to handle any bike, right? Oh, no,
1: there's a team of, of bike people that go around collecting bikes. It's the same at Facebook. In fact, they have a bike that collects the other bikes. So I kid you not, there's a person on a bike with a trailer at the back of the bike who goes around collecting bikes. And there's, there's way more than one of those oh, people at a company that big.
0: What, wait, they're using bikes on bikes. Why don't they just do what? Uh, Would they do? Yeah, an engine like they do, or <laughs> like those big machines that they use to grab the shopping carts in the parking lot.
2: Or, or like at nearly end of Wall E, where like they go to the trash compactor and they've got these huge like wall. Ds or wall Fs or whatever they should be like. This should be like a huge Google bike that just like scoops up in like big
1: like rainbow Google bike hands. The others and just simply like swallows them. That would be cool. As far as I'm aware, that on the Google campus, it's it's some kind of motorized vehicle that collects on the bikes. It's on the Facebook campus that you have a bike that collects bikes. Which that the inception that's going on there. Just Google needs to get on that, like Andy says, and just just go one level <laughs> deeper.
2: It'd be like Mandelbrot. it be
1: yeah, it's just
2: bikes all the way down.
1: <laughs> Until you get these tiny little bikes, that little like little mice yes. ride to, to work. Let me go. Until they can be like they go
2: the bikes are so small they go aerosol.
0: So I need one of you to explain to me this last item on our little
2: <laughs> Oh okay. That, because see, I'm not <laughs> now see last uh I, I I was wondering if this this is this is uh, episode uh uh one three four. Last week's episode was one three three and I couldn't remember if that was a prime number or not. And so like I looked it up, and I found out that it is not a prime number, but it is a a bloom integer or a Blum, a Blum prime number. Uh, and so it's okay, well, at least it's special because this is a bloom integer. A bloom integer is uh, a semi-prime, so it's the product of two prime numbers, which already makes it kind of special. But it's especially uh, specially interesting because each of those two primes is like of the form 4T plus 3, meaning if you take each of these, you can divide it by four and there'll be a three left over. And these are really, really special numbers, partly because uh, before computers were powerful enough to break any really bad level of encryption, these, like, the, the seed numbers that would go into an encryption system would typically, there were Bloom integers and Bloom primes would be very, very useful for the sort of math they do that with. Now, of course, you could basically write an Apple Watch app that would break anything that was based on Bloom integers, but, okay, anyway. So, uh, so I was saying, oh, this is, well, okay, so this is, this is still special, this is still a special episode. Uh, we heard from uh, Gardner Von Holt via Twitter saying that, hey, the next Bloom integer is 141, so be prepared. So that's, so we're only, like, Another seven shows away from another very special episode. And then I looked at the list. The next one after that is 161, then 177, 201. So. It's been a while since I have uh, – like when uh, when we had our 100th episode and when uh, uh, Yasmin uh, left the show to go to work at Google, it's been a while since I've found a phony, blowing excuse to buy a really fancy <laughs> like a uh, uh, gold birthday cake or something at the store and then pretend to share it with all the rest of you because it's such a special thing for the entire thing but wind up eating it all myself over the course of three days. I think that I'm t- uh, for 141, I'm going to have to use that excuse. I- I'm going to have to tell – Google home I to remind knew. me to buy a $15 81,000 calorie chocolate cake. I
1: knew this would lead to Andy leading eating cake. The second, I saw this tweet. I'm like, it's going to end up with Andy eating cake on the show. It's just, it has never, to happen. I
2: never, I never get cake unless it's like a phony baloney excuse for celebrating an episode. So I'm, I'm sorry. Proposing, the Blue
0: I'm proposing a new tradition where on every special show, all of us buy whatever our favorite sweet is. And we just stuff our faces We have to be mindful of the mic so as not to gross out our listeners, but I propose that we just get sugared up (laughs) and see where it goes, man. Or maybe
2: or maybe it'll be like, you know, how different anniversaries have like a different type of yeah. gift. Yeah. Maybe it'll be like, so the next the, the next Bloom Prime in 141, that's going to be the Sugar Prime. The 161 <laughs> is going to be the like Whiskey Prime. 177 is just going to be like Carbohydrate Prime. So it's going to be like Doritos and oh, Cheese Oh, no, pizza. Curls.
0: I'm going full pizza.
1: Pizza. <laughs> pizza I can get on board with.
0: Deep dish. Is, um, I love eating. <laughs> I wonder,
1: is, is there a way we can pay for this kind of? Because th- there are That's a lot right, of blue integers coming up. You've got one forty one, one sixty one. These shows are not very far away, people. So, if only there was some way I could read something on the show that from you know a really reputable company that people should use, and, and we get paid for it. It's just. I'm, it's too bad this system doesn't exist, so I'm just going to have to go straight to our next sponsor, which is, for this episode, Squarespace. This episode of Material hey. is brought to you by Squarespace. You can enter to the offer code material and check out to get 10% off your first purchase. So Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea. You get a unique domain name. You get award-winning templates and so much more. Um, You might want to create an online store. You might want a portfolio. You might want a blog. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that lets you do just that. Nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades needed. Uh, You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. Squarespace has it covered. They have award-winning customer support 24-7. It's it's there all the time. I let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name. And like I said, you've got award-winning, beautifully designed templates to choose from. So you're thinking, this is for me. Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month. You can start today. No credit card required. Uh, Squarespace.com is the place to go. When you decide to sign up, you can use the offer code material, like I said, to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for this show. And we want to thank Squarespace for their support. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website.
0: So did you guys hear that apparently now, unfortunately, I was not one of the chosen few. <laughs> oh,
1: damn it, Flo. I was but hoping you'd like to deny this or something. You'd be like, I can't speak about that. Sorry.
0: No, no, no. Uh no, just you know. Flow is just flow, but yes, the rumor is that Samsung had showed off a foldable phone of some sort um, to some very special people at CES. And uh, the rumor rounds are sort of making it on the internet right now. We've got like mock-ups that show a phone that sort of like folds like a curved, it has a curve in the middle and it folds down into like a little, I don't know, a sandwich maybe, (laughs) like a sandwich cookie if I could... Describe it like anything. Um, or or, if, you're, or sh- if
2: you're a little older than Flo, a flip phone.
0: Oh, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> or a little, or a a little older than
2: that, a newspaper.
0: <laughs> but it's not like a flip phone because the thing is, it doesn't have a hinge in the middle of it. Like, it looks like a phone that just, like, a slap bracelet is kind of what it reminds me of. Like, you snap it open and it just kind of, it's, You know, it just stays open and then you roll it closed and then it just kind of stays in that way. So that's what I'm sort of imagining from this. Because, again, I was not one of the select few that got to see this behind closed doors, Um, which is fine. Because from the way that it's being described, it sounds like this very futuristic thing that I really want to be convinced of its usefulness in society. I mean, I feel... So the thing is, these are very big screens. So what was shown off was, I believe, a 7... Yes, 7.3-inch foldable panel. So this is a panel that folds down, you know, maybe to, what, like four and a half inches across. And then when it folds out, it becomes essentially tablet-sized. So this is kind of like that ZTE Axon M that was trying to, you know... But just position itself as a sort of like, sorry, I have so much tongue twisting going on.
1: You're, you're, really you're hard fresh to out of CES. Week. Again, there are
0: still, so <laughs> still
2: bees in your head. You, so you are so much more listening. ambulatory <laughs> than I
1: would be if I had spent eight days at CES. I gotta say, I am you sound so way in better you. than any other reporter that I've seen come back from CES, folks. So I think you must have the strongest yeah. constitution of them all. You're the top of the heap.
0: There's a lot of flu going around. Um, anyway. Allow me to continue <laughs> if I can. So uh, sources are saying that Samsung, they unveiled both an infolding and outfolding phone just to kind of show like the different ideas that they had going around. Um, I mean, this is not a new concept. There were other foldable There were foldable displays at CES, so that's definitely a thing that's coming to market, the idea that you could just sort of fold up a TV or fold up a monitor as you need, kind of take it to where you want to go. So maybe the idea of folding phones, especially from a Korean company where this idea is taking off, maybe that's not so far-fetched, but I'm just sort of wondering how the general public would receive this considering Apple's not doing anything like this. (laughs) i mean Uh, we still got candy bar phones from them
2: yeah well i think i think they'd be uh, it's it would be so fresh and so new that i think so many people would be all over this um i like the idea of it because you start to think about uh ways that you can uh there's uh People who have been talking about this have been talking about the difference between inward folding, meaning imagine like a mm-hmm. wallet where it's, it's like plastic on the outside and the screen is on the inside. And when it's folded, you can stick it in your pocket and the screen is now protected because it's like folded in half in and on itself. Exactly. And then there are the outward folding ones where you imagine the screen being like the outside of the phone, which in itself would be pretty cool because you can have this tiny, like, iPhone 5 sized phone that you take out of your pocket but it will have a screen and a touch screen as soon as you take it out of your pocket but then when you want to start reading stuff on the train you unfold it and then it becomes something that's more more exactly Kirk (laughs) Yeah, Uh, but it's it's I mean it's it is sufficiently weird like um, there was a lot of uh, obviously when when we say rumor we mean like rumor 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 there's this one uh, Korean website that has it a, like a, the a sub news site called investor that had uh, they they were citing multiple sources that have been in touch with them uh each of them gave them a different piece of this uh but and the only other details that we haven't talked about yet are only that they've think that the inward fold the inward folding screen would be the first to ship they think that there's a possibility that Samsung could show could show it off to the public in 2018 but wouldn't be able to ship until 2019 uh and there's also, the I don't know if this was speculation on their part, but they were suggesting that perhaps they would do it. This like the the very first uh, uh, Samsung Galaxy phones that had curved screens on the uh, on the edges were South Korean exclusives at first and when they, I don't know if that was a speculation or whether that was something that a conversation that actually occurred, but when I heard that, the thing that got into my idea into my mind is that, oh, that would be also a really good way to solve the problem of we don't know how to manufacture these and have like a really good yield, you know, not having to throw away like one out of every three displays we try to make. So if we make it a South Korean exclusive, we will essentially let South Korea be not only at the gates of nuclear fury from their Neighbors to the north, but also will inflict upon them being have to be the beta testers for the first 200,000 of these foldable uh, Galaxy phones. But I love the idea of it. It's, it's a, um, I don't think that uh, modern phones are boring by any means but the idea of having something that deploys that behaves one way when it's folded another way when it's unfolded something that it makes it makes it less emphatic that you might want to have a tablet or a larger device and also the way that you can give Large screen devices to people who wear clothes with small pockets in them, i.e., non dudes. That is also a very attractive
1: <laughs> idea to me. Yes, <laughs> this, I don't want to come out and say it, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> out of all the non dudes here, um, th- this is this is one of those things that it's a like you say, Andy and Flo, really interesting idea. But it, it all comes down to the execution, right? Because the, the same thing with mm-hmm. 3D on televisions. When people first came to me and they're like, Russell, do you want to watch a movie where things jump out at you and it's all 3D and the whole thing's map? I'm like, sure. <laughs> like, who who doesn't? And then they come like, all right, put on these glasses, sit exactly here, and it'll only happen occasionally that we'll just gimmick a few things out of your face. I'm like, actually, you know what? You promised me a lot of things and this 3D thing is not actually that good. If So I'm going to hold up a piece of paper here. If If it folds up kind of like... You know, and has a round edge and it's really hard to wedge into pockets and things, and, yeah. and it has a whole bunch of complexity around it. I'm, I'm not interested in that. I'm like, it, it's cool. I can fold my screen. I can be at a party and they're like, look, my screen folds. The screen is talking. No, 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 no. Like, that's cool. But if if it can actually fold flat, <laughs> it's
0: not a muffin. <laughs>
1: <here>. <laughs> it's like having a sock on your hand. No, it's if it can actually fold flat and there's no weirdness with that. It just folds flat and it just unfolds flat and it's super convenient to put into pockets, be they dude pockets or otherwise, like small pockets, big pockets. I'm in. I'm in. If there's, there's no downsides to doing that, if you can still mold the battery like in the various different bits and none of the wires break and it's all cool and it folds 100% flat, I'm in. I'll do it. It's cool. Like I'd love that. But if there's any sort of weirdness to it, like there's a little bit of a bulge like in your Microsoft Surface Book or whatever, the way that sort of hinge works or other things, like that, I'm like, you know what? I don't really want to shove that into my pocket and I'm not, really interested in beta testing that and I, I know maybe it's a year or two away but i'm like you got to solve all those problems otherwise i'm out like it has to be has to be the promise of 3d with the actual good implementation not the promise of 3d and what you actually gave us on on televisions like years later
2: yeah it, i agree with you russell also because samsung has uh, a wonderful reputation for being the first ones to say what the hell, let's make this. It seems like an interesting idea, or it seems like a lot of people would buy this. At the same time, and because of that same thing, they also have a reputation for wow. Okay, technically they they could they won the bar bet in which they were someone bet them fifty dollars they could get be the first to ship something with face recognition, but it stinks. And there are a lot of other things that they've done in the past that are interesting features that. Are wonderful for that forty-five minutes where someone is on stage demonstrating this at the launch event, but nobody in their right mind would use it after the first week. After a week or two, it's, they real, they forget that this is just going to be a phone in your pocket, and so they're not gonna they're not gonna be happy if this wonderful folding technology. There's now this like bright band of weird pixels after folding and unfolding this. 30 times a day has emerged in the middle of this screen. They're not going to care about that. They're going to care about their phone has this weird band of pixels. So we'll see. It'll be fun to look at. Yeah.
0: You know what else would be fun? If Google would just launch the Clips camera already. You mean that one that announced last <laughs> year? I've been waiting long enough. <laughs> i found a few places within 0. 0.9 miles. The first one is Stop. <laughs> <and laughs> I don't know What it thought I said?
1: Oh, you just canceled something.
0: My goodness. Um, we should just name this episode the one where Google Home interrupts us all. Uh, yes. So the Google Clips. Um, I now I put myself down on the waiting list. I haven't really heard whether or not I could purchase it just yet. But I'm really looking forward to when I can because I am just really, I'm just really looking forward to this. So, some news came out recently that it just passed FCC certification, according to Variety, which again is interesting. That Variety is now covering, <laughs> I guess this this you know helps Google come around full circle as a lifestyle company, right? Diversifying where it's covered, um, you know that's good. Uh, so, the filing for a quote unquote wireless device made by Google was. Heavily redacted and didn't mention the clips camera by name. It did reveal that the device in question is battery operated and offers Wi-Fi and Bluetooth low-energy connectivity. It also mentioned G015A is the model name of the device, a model name that was included in previously shared promotional images of the device, which could only mean, of course, that very soon I will be able to blow $250. That let's be quite honest. I don't really have. I mean, I really could spend it on something a lot better. Uh, I'm gonna blow it on this because I desperately want it.
2: <laughs> well, you know, you're you're also gonna have to like uh, it's gonna you're gonna buy either like a dog or a child because remember they're <laughs> saying the first version of this will really be really be optimized for like little kids' yeah. faces and for pet faces. So
1: I feel like I one mean, of those is easier to buy they're than lovely. the other. I'm not sure which. I'm not really sure which one's going to cause you more headaches, either. Oh, or, definitely. Or, or on, the,
2: on, on the flip side, <laughs> one of them is much easier to make than the other. Oh,
1: wow! You went there. Fair enough. Um, it's. I, I got to say, Google Google saving me a lot of money just to completely diverge off that topic. Saving me a lot of money here in Australia by again. Probably not releasing this here. So I, I even on way, way too many shows ago I mentioned. That's a, f- a way to look
0: at it, Russell. Yeah,
1: exactly. A, a friend of mine that lives in Australia who's, who's Google crazy and, and I love the guy um, and I asked him, are you going to buy the clips because I was convinced he was going to get it and he's like, no. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that means yes. I'm, I'm glad you've, you've committed up front, Flo. You're buying it. I'm sure he is as well, guaranteed.
0: I was thinking about that because when it first was announced, I thought it was totally hokey and like what the heck is this? But then after I fell into the whole motion photos way of life, I haven't really made much of them lately because what I've been taking photos of with the camera with the camera on my phone It isn't the same as the photos that you would take with a camera that you wear on you or a camera that you put up in the, you know, corner of a bookshelf or whatever. I just looked up to the corner and there's a daddy long legs just hanging right there.
2: Uh,
0: (laughs) 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 Oh, my gosh, everything is just going on in this post-CES house. Um, I haven't been here for a week. It had time to set up shop. See emotion. The Google Clips would help me catch the spider with the with the yeah. insect recognition that it will obviously come with soon in the next update. Uh, there's mm-hmm. your machine learning for you. Well,
2: <laughs> also, I, I, now we're you're you're in a place of of love and safety. Nothing can nothing will happen in this conversation. You don't want to happen. Flow. Is it possible now that you're seeing spiders that you had a sort of fear of lo- fear and loathing in Las Vegas thing happen? Extracurricularly. No, it's about-
0: <laughs> everything was a blur all those shiny lights and <laughs> the moving trees um that's a great movie by the way just
1: that is a great that is a great movie. Uh, just point out. Speaking of movies, this is literally the plot to a movie. It's not a very good movie. It stars Tom Hanks and Emma Watson called The Circle. Don't, please don't watch it. it. got a very bad rating. I watched it on a oh. plane once. But this is literally the plot. A giant tech company brings it out a camera. Is? It's yeah. about a camera? A camera that you can clip oh, to yourself or yeah, put up. This, and, yeah. and basically, you know, they're, they're trying to say, you know, stay connected and be transparent and all that sort of stuff. I know this is not what Google's pitching, but there's a weird overlap here of like a movie meets, meets reality because the movie came out first. Mm.
0: I didn't even know that it was about a wearable body camera and now Sorry, I feel spoilers. inclined Spoiler to read alert. the plot just so that <laughs> I know what happens. I'm not going to watch it. It just looks awful. I don't know if I could take Tom Hanks as a Silicon Valley. You know, he's, he is from the Bay Area, by the way. Is he? There he's you go, from, legit. Yes. Yeah. And oh, to, right, to be right, fair, right.
1: Emma Watson did, did a great job with like, acting in the movie, so I don't think there's anything wrong with the acting. It's just the, the whole plot is not super interesting and kind of weird. Well, also there's there's a little rule of movie going. If if the
2: movie has Tom Hanks in it, but you have never heard of it, it can't be good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't know oh, that. That's role, a really good point, sense. actually,
0: Andy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying he's not good in it. I'm not saying there are not good things about it. I'm saying that yeah, rarely is that. But yeah, that's, see, I'm not. Uh, I was excited about it when it f- they first started discussing it. But now that they they really have turned like the burners down on that on expectations, uh, because if you if if it's been so long ago you forgot the stove
0: burners, not the actual burners who work at Google, right? Yeah,
2: exactly. Now they it's like hey, there we we've got children around here. Make sure you turn off the stove before (laughs) you. Yeah, it's. I mean, if it uh, it it's exciting the idea of a smart camera that you simply put someplace and every time it sees something that camera thinks it sees something that is interesting and worth you coming back to later it will simply take that frame and put it someplace and then organize it later on that's such a really cool idea and I'm not just saying that just because like now I, my, my office like overlooks like a busy street in which people are walking dogs, and occasionally you'll hear an argument between people, and you say, "Gee, I wish I had like a two hundred fifty dollars camera that would just like I could just say, oh I'm really interested in rhubarbs and donny Brooks.' if you, if there's a rhubarb or a Donny Brook happening outside, I want you to save that <laughs> so I can check it out later, or a really cool looking dog
1: or a boondoggle. or missing- some shenanigans."
0: But you're yes. missing out on the fact that you could have an amazing blog, the people of Google Clips. So instead of the people ah, of New York, you Tumblr, just have. I'm giving blog, this away. Instagram, Whoever wants boy, to do this, this. this. idea
1: is so good. You should have sat on it.
0: I well, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna regret <laughs> this. But I was plan. You know, I I love motion photos. As that, I mean, they are like scenes of life. And so I imagine that's what Google Clips are going to be seen as. And so. I think Andy, when I finally get off the wait list and into the shopping cart, <laughs> or whatever happens after that, seamless transition. S- seamless transition, and I can spend two hundred fifty dollars U.S. dollars on this. Um, you know, maybe I'll get you one too, so that we can we can swap window stories. Mine'll just be birds and squirrels because birds. <laughs>
1: that is a really interesting thing. So instead of pointing it into your house, you point it out of your house. I'd- I kind of, that's, that's kind of fascinating. And it's, because it's not recording all the time, that, I think that actually makes it more interesting because it, it's picking clips and it's making really short, like, um, videos out of them and things like that. could be interesting just to see what it does. Can, can, can
2: I can I share one thing? I was going through like all the news while I was preparing the show notes, and uh, just today, Google announced that they're tr- trying to democratize machine learning, uh, realizing that yes, we've created APIs for that lot of people who know what they're doing about how creating uh, about creating a uh, uh, machine learning models can make not use these tools, but not, how about people who aren't really sophisticated about that? So basically, uh, they've created the first step in this is creating a system. I don't have my I don't have the notes for that in front of me, but it's simple enough that if you are the, the if you are like a uh, a clothing designer you could just start giving this system hundreds of photos of pictures of shirts and try to teach it the difference between a v-neck and a crew neck and a henley and and so it's not not like it's a consumer friendly way of doing this but at least it's within the range of someone being able to do it and as soon as i saw that i thought you know what Every time I, every time I have a new camera to test out, one of the camera tests I do is I go into the uh, the public garden and I take pictures of squirrels. I must have hundreds, if not thousands, of pictures of squirrels. I would, it would be useful. I would enjoy have training a uh, training and uh, a machine learning model to spot squirrels in pictures, so that if you do keep again the this th- something uh, in the yard next to like this. This this miniature movie set from Casablanca, let's say, but you, you're not gonna you're not gonna sit there for three days waiting for the squirrel yes. to like stand up and complete the scene. But you can say just keep the keep taking pictures like thirty times a second. Whenever you see a squirrel in the picture, make sure you take that at, at high resolution and and put it on the server so I can see it. That would be a social media
1: goldmine. You could set up like a set of Star Wars, like Ben Hur, all sorts of stuff. Like just every week a new new TV set. I like it. <laughs>
0: Squirrels in Pictures is the name of Andy's next Tumblr. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I feel like before we round off today's show, we should... We should talk about this pretty great uh, new unlimited plan for Google Fi, which uh, Project Fi rather, because I know that there are a lot of Project Fi users out there, at least in the U.S. I'm hearing more and more friends who have switched over from carriers like T-Mobile, maybe other like low-cost carriers. So this unlimited plan is called bill protection. So you still pay 10 bucks a month per gigabyte of data, but they stop charging you after 80 gigs. So... Well, that's a lot of money, (laughs) 80 gigs is actually a lot of money at 10. Um, Hopefully, you never have to pay that because that's a ton of money. Google can start slowing down your data after 15 gigs, however, unless you pay the $10 per gig over the $80 cap. Under the previous billing system, 80 bucks would buy you six gigs. Um, Andy, are you a project guy?
2: No, because... uh, I'm going to tell you this. I got to tell you this, the simple reason why. And it's not, I'm not proud of this. Okay. Uh, I got <laughs> uh, I, I, I got my cell phone years ago when you could ask for like a 617 area code, like where, where Massachusetts was all like one area code, 617 I know where this is going: Yes exactly. and then then it became two area codes so that if you were in western Massachusetts, you were no longer in 617, and then 617 became just Metro Boston, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then it became split up. So if you have a 617 area code, that's like pri- that's like boardwalk and park I understand. place.
0: I understand. And i And the same a, a, with five one zero Wait, 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 yeah, wait.
1: Exactly. Can, can we back off? There's, there's two US things here I want to unpack. Can you can you not port your number to Project Fire? That's not a thing. You can. I just like I'm just terrified that something will go wrong.
2: Uh, and especially if my especially if my carrier I see, if I were running a, a phone company, I would <sighs> say, look, we're not going to try to evict people from these 617 area codes but we know that if someone should forget to click a button that there was that we're telling them they were supposed to click we could then sell somebody a 617 area code that they want because it's highly desirable so for that reason that I, uh, the the GoDaddy model. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my, my 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 carrier could like when I when I t- when I give them my change of address that hey I've, I'm uh, here's my new address I've just moved they could like come to my door and I answer the door and they just pour a bowl of warm butterscotch pudding over my head and then just like. Just like pinch my nose really hard, and I would say, okay, but I still get to have my six point seven area code. Like, okay, <laughs> wow. I'm not saying that's fair, but that's that is. I'm
1: acknowledging that is acceptable if that means that nothing happens. To my six point seven area code. I I have an insight into U.S. telecommunications right now that I just didn't have before. I didn't realize they had the warm pudding and, and hold your nose strategy. I I have one other question. Right, I did, I did say I did I did say I did say beforehand that I'm not proud of this. <laughs> I, I have one other question is, and I know I'm going to sound like a broken record here, but. One why on earth has not this not launched in more countries? Especially, I'm going to give you some insight here, Google. In Australia, we have a huge culture of what we call MVNOs, which is a company sets oh, itself yeah. up as a telecommunications company and piggybacks off someone else's network. Tons of people I know are on people that are not Optus, Telstra, Vodafone, our three sort of carriers here. Um, and. It, the culture is here. People are more than happy to jump plans. People are more than happy to switch to carriers that are not one of those three. It's really common practice because those three have built out networks, you know, throughout the whole country. There's we don't have the real sort of duopoly thing going on. We've got a triopoly. Is that a thing? But they have to resell it to to other networks as well. Why is Google not here? Why haven't they bought spectrum from you know these other people and providing these services? Please, Google, come to Australia. We need Project Five. I wonder if PM. it's.
0: I wonder if it just has to do with like. I mean, does. Corporation pay tariffs to do like network business and other. Ah,
1: uh, you think they countries? don't want to pay the taxes
0: or something? Just work out well, of I imagine or they I'm sure you would get a deal this. here as an American company, something to that effect. I imagine that the, the legalities here are a bit different, and I'm I'm thinking maybe to go in other countries with the different, you know, spectrums and whatever it is. I'm just thinking taxes. Just thinking. <laughs> it's all related to money, man.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but well, the other—I uh, I did see. Uh, I did put a note in there just to just to mention something that that I, I've made a change to how I use my phone. Uh, because for whatever reason, I have been running into like a lot of like data overages for the past couple of months, partly because I'm spending a lot of time like cleaning up and like packing stuff up at the old house, which no longer has Internet access. And so just to force to make sure I don't like wind up with another one of these like extra like 40 or $50 bills on my phone, my phone plan, I have just been as a matter of course turning off my uh, uh, wireless da- my mobile data and it's it's easiest pie if, if i need to get my email if i need to do something i just tap that button and mo- mo- and uh, mobile broadband is back on again but now that that has to be a deliberate action on my part it ha- it's having sort of like a a very positive bleed over effect where like now i'm like on the train somewhere or i'm like waiting in line somewhere if i want to check twitter or instagram or just it's again i can do that but the fact that there is a step between the impulse to to use twitter and the ability to use twitter usually diffuses my usage of twitter and instead i will spend that time reading uh, reading stuff way. off on the kindle app yeah and so So, A, it's saving me money or rather saving me from being stupid of going through these overages. But I didn't realize how unnecessary my use of mobile data was until, again, I just interrupted the the tapping the hitting the button in the Skinner box and getting the getting the food pellet. Like now that there's actually a series of levers to get the food pellet, I start thinking this is way too much work to do
1: a food pellet that I actually don't really want. <laughs> the rats become sentient. Cut him off. Cut him <laughs> off. Yeah. I I think you've just opened up a Pandora's box there, Andy, of if it took more than one tap to get to a lot of things, would you still tap? I don't know. Some a lot of it's like instinctive. And I, I don't know if I want to think about it too much. But I will say, tying this all back to kind of Project Finder Google Pips, I have a really quick aside that I just want to drop in here. So the Google Pixel here, we bought a whole bunch for the office, um, you know, for testing and for employees and stuff. Here in Australia at JB Hi-Fi, they came with five gigabytes of um, free data just on one of our carriers that was one of the prepaid SIMs. So there's no contracts, there's no whatever. And it was one of the better carriers. I won't mention their names because I don't want to do that here on here. But I, I'm a situation at home where at the moment I'm paying for data. I don't have like an actual physical connection because they screwed a whole bunch of things up. I'm paying for mobile data. I'm paying an exorbitant oh, yeah. amount. I don't want to say how much. It's a crazy amount. and and we, I realized we had three of these SIM cards on a good carrier, so I'm paying for, for coverage on a dodgy carrier which has terrible ping times and whatever. Anyway, I took one of these SIM cards out of the box and I realized we had three of them. I'm like, yes, and I activate it. There's only <laughs> There's only five gigabytes of data, so it's very precious. So what I do is... Don't tell my kids. I'm going to sound like a terrible dad on every single one of these shows. When they go to bed, I take out the dodgy carrier SIM card from my uh, modem. I put in the good carrier SIM card which only has five gig of data and I use that and I'm like, oh, it's so good. Low ping times, high <laughs> throughput, amazing download speeds. And then when I'm finished, I take that back out and I put in the dodgy one. I'm like, there you go, kids. Have, have the good internet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm so loving to the mic. This is just so good. This is so good.
1: <laughs> I'm a terrible person. We I think that's a great.
0: I think that's a great spot to end our podcast this week because I just, I just love it. You're giving me parenting advice, and it's like all thanks to the know. Google
1: Google Pixel. <laughs> I'm sure someone at Google did this deal with with this particular carrier. So thank you to whoever did that here in Australia. Thumbs up.
0: And I mean, really, children these days need to be taught. That the internet is not to be taken for granted. Yeah, if your video is buffering,
1: you should just be glad you got video Because
0: at all. I too suffered as a child <laughs> on my 56K modem, which is just like, Flo, come on. We were on much slower connections. I know. I was on those too. I was. I was there for the 13K.
1: Oh, man. When 28.8 went to 33.6, I was the happiest person alive. I'm like, wow, speed increase.
0: Tiny bit faster. <laughs> tiny bit faster. Um, no wonder society is the way that it is. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just being extra um thank you guys for putting up with post ces flow
2: <laughs> no we're we're i'm surprised <laughs> and delighted that you i see i would i would have i would have taken of full advantage of the fact that this is not a video podcast for public consumption and so this we 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 use we use like skype video just to see each other but you and from your perspective, you you've been like me in bed, just sort of very with a, with a mic like on a pillow in front of my face,
1: <laughs> so I could just like move as little as possible. You're like, when it's my turn to talk, just yell really loudly, and I wake up and I will say something and then I'll go back to sleep.
0: It was it was so bad. I should not admit this out loud, but I'm going to. So here we go. I was really tired on the drive to Petaluma yesterday when I was driving to Twit, and that's a long drive through like dark vineyards in the countryside where there's no <laughs> highway lighting. Uh, I don't know. It's just so tiring. But you know what? That's okay because it's good to go to CES because then we get to look ahead at what's coming up. It's good for us just to get a lay of the land, understand what's going on, because we have a whole year ahead of us of tech that's coming soon and a whole year of podcasts that we can talk about those things coming soon. Russell, we've got a whole year of you. For this year? Or can people keep track of what you're doing this uh, year?
1: This year. They can keep track of my shenanigans at twitter.com slash rusty shelf. And I will say to anyone that noticed that I stuck a Philip, uh, photo of Philip, my co founder, in as the Google bike stealer last week, he still hasn't realized it. A few people have tweeted at him. He doesn't know what's going on. I think it's the, the best thing ever. So I'll just leave it at
0: that. Andy, for the next year. Where
2: can people find you? Uh, Increasingly in a a fetal position underneath my desk, thinking about times when you know computers just worked because they had only two ways of functioning not not well and better, but just on or off. It's either at least it's in your new place. At least it's in my new place, and once again, at least I get to see cute dogs uh, outside my window Uh, and get us. I I did break down. I did decide that i would much rather walk uh, uh 10 yards and pick up a pizza than spend the same amount of time making a sandwich for dinner so there's so basically uh i'll be i'll be basically stuck in here that's fortunately these windows are big enough that when it comes time to finally get me out of here when there's the the, the human wealth welfare people are like okay we can take out these windows get the crane in here uh, but yes, uh, until, so until that time, uh, go to anotco.com for my blog, uh, go to anotco on Twitter, anotco on Instagram, uh, or the SunTimes website, suntimes.com for the stuff I write about technology, uh, or increasingly about every other week I'm on uh, Boston Public Radio, WGBH, for about a half hour of time talking about policy and tech and stuff like that. So keep an eye on my Twitter, which I, where I announce uh, when and where I'm going to be for that thing.
0: I also use Twitter to announce where and what I am doing. (laughs) Where I am and what I am doing. So if you don't already follow me, I might owe that flow. uh, And I'm going to be resting the rest of this week. So (laughs) next week, until next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Yay.